I'm excited to get going on this new series, Supernatural. Discover more, dream bigger, right? Move confidently. Those are things that we want to be able to do. We're starting a new year together. I know we're already under our second Sunday of the year. Didn't we have a great Sunday last Sunday? If you were here, I was able to watch online. It was great to be able to worship together, and, uh, and um, I'm, I'm hope I still have a job after Noah preached last Sunday. Um, he did a fantastic job, and it's so awesome to be part of a, a church, too, where we um, both receive from the gifts that are given, but also to, to be able to be a part of developing those gifts and ministry and, and others, and we're so thankful for uh, Noah and all those that serve to help make worship happen. I'm so glad for those joining online as well. I want to personally wish you a happy new year online and also here, and whether, again, you're joining in person or online, it is great to be connected together as we begin this series. 2022. Welcome to the future. Yeah. I mean, we're in the 2020s. We're cruising right along. And I know when we began 2020 a couple of years ago in the 20s, I mean, it's not quite been what we had hoped and what we expected. But, you know, we're making it. We're making it. And I think we all have great hopes that, that this year, this year is going to be better, right? I mean, I think we have to have that hope that every year is going to be better. That's hope. And we, we hold on to that. And it doesn't mean that everyone had a bad 2021. Some great things happened last year in our church and in individuals' lives and in our community and in people. It's, it, God's always working in so many ways. And so as we look at this new year, 2022, I don't know, are you someone who sets goals or makes resolutions? How many of you are goal setters and resolution makers? Any, anybody? Three, four, five, six? Most of us have just given up on that, right? So just for, forget it, right? We just know it's not going to happen. No, <laughs> goals, and, goals and resolutions are not a bad thing. I mean, all of us, you know, we could probably, you know, lose a few pounds, gain a little more muscle, get a little bit better in the, in the pocketbook, maybe, you know, drop some bad habits, get a little bit better with our time management, develop some spiritual habits, right? Those are, those are good things. And, and what we see, and there's nothing that bad about that, set some goals, work towards those, and our life improves, and things get better as we, as we work in those directions, but as I thought about a series for this year and beginning this year and even over the last couple of months at the end of last year looking ahead going, I want something more than the natural. Those are all good things. Setting those goals and reaching those goals, we should go after them and I encourage you to do that. But that's what's possible in the natural, right? I mean, many of us probably haven't set any supernatural goals. I mean, we're setting the kinds of goals that, yes, they may stretch us, they may pull us forward, but, but in the end, I mean, if we work hard, if we can do it, we can accomplish those goals. But I look around and I think, shouldn't we long for more? As followers of Jesus Christ, as people of, of a God who, who exists in all time and space and who has empowered us, shouldn't we long for more? Is there something more supernatural that can happen and take place in our lives? But I think we kind of get a little freaked out sometimes about the supernatural, right? It's like we get the natural, the natural world, the things that happen around us, but what is the supernatural? The supernatural is this, this place and the space that exists beyond the natural, where God works and moves beyond logic and reason and even science. Now, that's not to say that logic, reason, and science are bad things or that those aren't even of God. They are of God. God gave us logic. He gave us reason. He gave us science. And the beautiful thing about all those things is we discover more and more of God. I actually think through some of those things, like science, that God said, I've got this plan for the world, and I'm going to allow humans bit by bit over centuries just to discover a little bit more and a little bit more and keep their curiosity going and just to see more and more of this creator that has made this amazing world. And that's all beautiful. But there is a world that exists beyond that in the supernatural where God moves and where God breathes and where we have access to in that way. 
But I wonder, as I look around, and, and, and I'll be honest, in my own life, and as I look around maybe in our own church or in churches in general or in Christians in general, again, I don't want to ever make huge blanket statements, but overall, I think sometimes I wonder, where is the supernatural power in the church and in believers' lives? I'll go around and say, shouldn't there be more? Shouldn't there be something different in us? Shouldn't we be marked as followers of Christ, those who have surrendered to the this, this supernatural power of God in our lives? Shouldn't we be different? Shouldn't we see God moving in some, some unique and, and special ways? And I do see that, and it is around, but I wonder, shouldn't there be more of that? And what would it look like if we experienced God in that way? You know, I look at, I look at Scripture, and, and Jesus himself says uh, to his disciples, he said, the things that he's done, he says, you will do even greater things. Is that kind of mind-boggling? That we would do even greater things than Jesus himself? Have you looked around and do you see greater things? Do you feel like that may be happening? I might be going, I don't know. I'm not sure that that's really happening. Why not? Is, is Jesus not telling the truth here? Was he just telling us something? He says, you know, whatever you ask for in my name, I will do it. And We've asked for certain things and they don't happen. Anyone else feel some of that confusion at times? And so for me, I start wondering, going, how do we access the supernatural? How do we in, 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 allow it to move in a stronger way in our lives, in our church? Because I want more of that. I look at a verse, a key verse for us that's going to be a verse throughout this uh, series, and I would love for you to commit this to memory. It's Ephesians 3.20. And maybe if you don't have a verse or something that guides you for this year, maybe this becomes a prayer that we, that we, that we say together. We say, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Does that scream supernatural? Does that scream like this is, there's more than what's possible, that, that God, he's going to get all the glory because he's able. So we have that confidence. God is able to do this through whose power? Through his mighty power at work where? In us. God's power at work in each one of us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ever ask or think. I mean, well, we would even go, God, if I would just ask for this, if I could even just think of this. Other, other translations say immeasurably more, right? Innumerably more, exceedingly more, abundantly more, even than we might imagine some, some of the translations say. I mean, right? That's mind-blowing. When we, in, in that lead-in video, it says that our minds are blown, right? That there, God could do such a thing in our lives and in our world because he has the power to do that. We're going to be looking at that power. But I think instead of living according to Ephesians 3.20, we live according to humanity's 24-7. Have you ever read that scripture? Humanity's 24-7. Here it is. Now all glory to me. I am able through my intellect, skill, and hustle to accomplish anything I set my mind to. Does that sound familiar? Humanity's 24-7. And, and I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with that statement. Don't get me wrong, but that's a very natural statement. Now, humans are able to accomplish a lot of things. We can do great things that we set our mind to. You attend any leadership conference, and this is what gets taught right? Set your mind to it. Set the goal through your grit, through your skill, through your intellect, through your hard work. You will accomplish it. And if you can dream it, you can imagine it, you can do it. If that's the message you need, don't come to church. 
You can get that everywhere else. But you know what you're not going to find everywhere else? That there is a God to whom all glory is given, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's what I want to experience. And so when I look at this and I see this and I say even for myself, I'm on this journey with you. I'm not saying here, like, I have figured this all out, and I've worked on this for a lot of years, and now I'm going to just reveal all the secrets to you. I'm on this journey with you. And, and maybe right now, maybe selfishly, I've started the series because I want to go on this journey. And I want us to go on this together, to really mine the truths of God's word and saying, where is this power? And what could it be like in our church and in our lives to experience God in a supernatural way? I was sharing with some of the volunteers and leaders this morning that sometimes I, I get tired in ministry after 25 years of feeling like we have to sell faith, feeling like we have to market it, feeling like we have to tell you the next greatest thing. If you don't come to this, you're going to miss out on the best thing ever, and we got to promote it and sell it. And it just feels like as soon as we take our foot off the accelerator, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, where is God's supernatural power? That says, you know, because when God shows up, you know what you don't have to do? You don't have to market it. <laughs> you don't have to sell it. When lives are being changed and transformed, and that's why some of us are here. Because lives, your lives have been changed and transformed. And I believe that's why you come here too, just to experience more of God. And I just say, I want more. I'm sensing more of it in our presence here. I love our times of worship here on Sunday mornings together. I hope it translates online because what's happening in the space here, I feel God's presence. I see God moving. I see an openness to what God wants to do. And I think we're just tasting the, the, the very beginning of a move of God. And I don't just want to say that out there like, oh, that sounds good. I really am feeling that and believe that. And I want more of it. I want more of it because I believe what can happen is amazing. Now, what, when I talk about that, it scares me, though, too. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, it scares me. You know, what, you know what doesn't scare me so much is working in the natural. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And it's hard. And you just kind of make your plans and you work for it. But... The supernatural kind of leaves it out there going, God, I'm not quite sure how he's going to show up, what he's going to do, what that might mean for us. What if all of a sudden all kinds of people are, are, are changing their lives and coming to Christ and being transformed? And what do we have to do? And what if we don't have it all planned and all have it all mapped out? And I kind of go, God, I, I'm open to that. I want to experience more of that. And, and yet we wrestle in this tension and I wrestle in my own life. God, where is that power and how can we move in that more confidently? Do you long for that? Are you hungry for more of that? Or are you happy with religion? Are you happy with going to church? Are you happy with a faith that fits nice and neatly into the walls of a church? That fits into a small group, a life group, right? That kind of goes with you each and every day? I mean, those, again, aren't bad things, but I think there's more. God, what could you do if you showed up in a powerful way moving through us? And, and maybe if you're here, if you're listening, and you're saying, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I, I don't know Jesus, I, um, I may be open, I'm interested, or I'm not sure. I believe that's why you're here. I believe that's why you're listening, because you believe there's something more than the natural, that there's a God, that there's something powerful that, that I want to experience. If that is real, if that is true, how can I have that in my life, and how can that be a part of who I am? And I believe that we want that for individuals, we want that together as a church. So, over the next several weeks... We're going to look at this topic of the supernatural. We're going to look at supernatural power. The Bible's full of miracles, right? What's the place of miracles, and how does God's power work? We're going to look at that next week. We're going to look at supernatural vision. Noah already gave us a great talk to get us started on vision. We're going to look at where does this vision come from to dream bigger, 
to see what God does and how we can be a part of what he's doing. Supernatural provision. How does God provide for us in amazing ways? We're going to look at bold prayers and the role of prayer and how that, how that works. And we're going to look at supernatural, uh, just putting our faith into action. Supernatural courage. Because I think that's where so much of what we experience, when we want to experience the supernatural, we have to step out of the known and into some uncomfortable places to allow God to move. So you guys ready to go on this journey over the next several weeks? Let's do that. Today we're going to begin with supernatural life. Hungry for more. That's what I want to talk about. How are we hungering for more? And how do we begin to experience more of that and open us up to what God wants to do in our lives? Let's pray and, uh, and really begin this journey together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this place and space and time that we create to allow you to move among us. Just the nature of our gathering, God, it acknowledges your presence and the desire to connect with you. And Father, as we have this year that stretches ahead of us, the days and the weeks and months ahead. God, we, we pray this prayer of Ephesians 3.20, God, that, that we want you to move in a way that just uh, gives us power beyond what we can imagine, beyond what we can think or even ask. God, would you work in our lives individually and collectively as a church? We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So as we look at the supernatural, the first thing I want to start off with here is that the supernatural is the essence of our faith. The supernatural is actually the very essence of our faith. We don't just subscribe to a body of, of, of facts, some historical stories, a historical figure, uh, some morality, some beliefs. Now, those are part of being a follower of Christ. It is part of what it means to be, uh, you know, to be the church, to be a Christian. But what really makes this, everything that, that, that we hold on to is this idea of there's the supernatural. There's this essence. There's something beyond that, something otherworldly. So if you take our book, the Bible, God's word to us, and if you're curious about faith and you just begin and you kind of say, what's this all about? And somebody hands you a Bible and you open the pages and you go to the very first page and you read the very first couple words on that page in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and it starts off, how does it start? In the beginning God. In the beginning, God. God created the heavens and the earth, right? In the beginning, God. You cannot get more than four words into our scriptures and understand there's something else going on, that there is a God that works beyond this world, that in the beginning, beyond, before time, in the beginning of all creation, there is a creator, there is a God, there is a power, a higher power, as some begin to understand and experience God. If you ever go through the 12 steps, there's a higher power. That's a great place to begin, that there is something, an acknowledgement, there's more than what is happening in this life and in this world. And that's the quest and the search for our faith is, who is this God? Who is this higher power that created the world, the heavens and the earth, created people? And our faith in the Bible, Christianity begins to reveal to us who that God is. He's not some unknown God, not just some unnamed higher power, but that we get to know God and that he reveals himself to us as our loving Father. Now, that's supernatural. Any time you say, ah, God, our God, our Father in heaven, you're, you're speaking crazy talk. You're supernatural talk. God, your Father, a heavenly Father, a cosmic being, yes, that's at the heart of our faith, that there's this God who loves us and created us. And what we realize within that is that God is the source of all power. That is so essential as we look at the foundations of this faith and supernatural is that God is the source of all power. 
that anything that exists in this world, everything that was created comes from him. And this is the power. That's why we long for the supernatural. Because there is a power that's greater at work than what we can accomplish in our own lives. All throughout scripture, what we hear God the Father and we are his children in that analogy of family and parent and child. I think about that as a way that helps us understand God when we look at our own lives and families. And I think about, you know, we just came, um, you know, out of Christmas. And you think about kids at Christmas. You think about families and kids. Kids, like, they have a wish list for Christmas, right? What they wanted to get. Why do they have that wish list? Because they can't get those things on their own, right? In their own natural way. They don't either have the money, they don't have the capacity, they don't know how to get that thing. But, but they, they, they call on a higher power. <laughs> Mom and dad, Right? to do something supernatural that they couldn't possibly on their own, and then they show up at Christmas and they open a present and go, wow, I, I got this. That's amazing. My parents provided for me. They did this. That's something beyond us, right? God works beyond us in a supernatural realm to provide for us and to care for us. And so as we look at even the beginning pages of, of Scripture, God created, and he created us. And what we see right away in the early pages is God created us to be in relationship with him that he created us for a purpose. You go through the Old Testament and there's all kinds of amazing acts and wonders that God has done to provide for his people and to show and reveal himself to, to us. But then we look at, we go to the New Testament and two things in our faith, two things that we celebrate, the biggest celebrations every year are some of the most supernatural things that we can celebrate in our faith. Christmas and Easter. You want to hear crazy talk, supernatural talk? Virgin birth, empty tomb. We're crazy. We're crazy people who believe that the Son of God was born of a virgin and he became a baby to reveal God himself to us. That's supernatural. And then we celebrate Easter and we celebrate that this man who was born as a, a, to the Virgin Mary, who lived his life and he taught his life and was the Son of God and he, he gave us himself, that he died on a cross claiming to be the Son of God and he died. They executed him on a cross. They buried him in a tomb. And three days later, he came back to life. Supernatural. It's supernatural. It's at the heart of our faith. It's what we believe because, and it's not just that Jesus came back from the dead. It's that the promise is that we can have life eternal. That we are immortal. That's supernatural right there, isn't it? That we, though our physical bodies may die, we have a soul, we have a spirit that continues to live on. If you believe in a soul or in a spirit, you believe in the supernatural. You believe that there's more than just your emotions, your feelings, and your body, that there's a part of who you are as a soul that can connect with the creator, that can connect in a way that is beyond what is physical and what is normal. And so we see the supernatural all throughout. We see in the New Testament as we turn the pages there after Jesus' life and we get into the book of Acts, he says, you will receive power. What power did the early church receive? The Holy Spirit. When the church talks about a Holy Spirit, now we're talking about a spirit. Whoa, that's supernatural. That's not the natural things. That's the Holy Spirit that, that can be present and available to all of us, that empowered the church in an amazing way to do amazing things together. So the essence of our faith is the supernatural. You cannot be a follower of Christ. You cannot experience the supernatural if you don't understand that at the heart and the core of who we are and what we believe and what Scripture reveals to us about God is that it is supernatural. It is beyond this world and what we have. So how do we access this? How do we enter into this supernatural? Because it's there and it seems like some people see it, some people experience it, and others don't. 
Faith is the gateway to life in the supernatural. Faith. That's how we get access to the supernatural. That's how we enter into this realm of the supernatural. And, and I remember even different times in my life uh, as a follower of Christ and dealing with doubt, dealing with struggle, and sometimes just going back, like I said earlier, like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, do I really believe this? I mean, this is, I mean, especially then even as a pastor, I mean, like, I'm preaching this stuff. Like, I got to make sure I own this. And believe it, and there are times where, where doubt sets in or you struggle or your mind starts going, I don't know, you know, you step back. And I remember even one of these times when I was in Bible school dealing with doubt and struggle. And I remember just being pointed to the scriptures in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 in the Bible is known as the great faith chapter. If you want to just read about faith, it's like a history. It's like a summary of the greatest names in scripture and the faith that they had. And it begins like this in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. We cannot see. <laughs> Again, this is mind-blowing. Like, you know, this is crazy talk. This is, uh, how do I make sense of this? Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Okay, so I hope for something I believe in. Faith begins to show me that reality. My faith actually is what becomes the evidence of something I can't see. Evidence, like it is evidence. Like people who've been transformed by Christ who have given their lives to him, who've, who've surrendered in faith, can speak with confidence and say, I believe and know my creator, my God. I know Christ as my savior. There is evidence in my life. Faith becomes that evidence. So what faith does, is it lets us see. Faith is what begins to open our eyes to a whole new spiritual reality. To begin to see that there's a world beyond just what we see and what we experience each and every day, but there's a spiritual, supernatural reality in this life. A few verses later, uh, Hebrews 11.3, in that same chapter, it says this, By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and that we now, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So even as we look at creation, and even as we look at this understanding of our existence, where we come from, by faith, we get to easily say, God... Now, again, this isn't in conflict with, with science and all these challenges. We get to say, great, continue to study. Be the sharpest minds, followers of Christ in science and, and in all different areas. But in the end, we understand it's because of God. It's through God, and, and we have that peace, and we have that knowledge, and it's not a naivety. It's not a stupidity. It's actually the thing that acknowledges an amazing creator behind everything that he begins to reveal to us. And faith allows us to see what, what we can't see with our natural eyes. And this God that wanted to make himself known. And so with faith is this, this gateway. Ultimately, it's that faith that is that relationship that we begin with Christ. We can have a relationship with the supernatural. It's not just that God exists out here and there's this realm of this untouchable supernatural. God wants to be in relationship with us personally. And that is a powerful concept to think about. And scripture says it's through faith. Through faith we, we experience God in that way. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Nothing that we do by ourselves, nothing through natural ways will allow you to experience God in the supernatural. It comes because of God's grace and our faith, through faith. We just say, God, we surrender to that. And all of a sudden, we understand this amazing, powerful reality. And at the heart of our faith, in this connection, right, how do we access this gateway of faith, it's through Jesus Christ. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says, I'm the door. I'm the way. And he begins that relationship, and that begins to open us up and begins to transform us. 
And we literally see spiritual transformation in people who give their life to Christ and begin to see the world in a whole new way. As you, after faith, it's like, I see things I haven't seen before. I experience the reality of God in a way I haven't before. And faith becomes the evidence that continues to propel us forward. Well, faith is the gateway. Then the third point is this. The Holy Spirit is the source of the supernatural in our lives. It's the source. It's where we have this access to the supernatural power. Ephesians 1.13. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So every person that comes to, to faith in Christ, where through God's grace and our faith of receiving that, we are given a gift. We are given the promised Holy Spirit. So if you are a follower of Christ, you have the supernatural God of all creation and all eternity resonant in you through his Holy Spirit. That's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Scripture says the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. That's a pretty powerful spirit. That's God moving in our lives, transforming us, God changing us, and allowing us to, to live in a different way. It's why we can respond to life and situations so differently. Scripture says the Holy Spirit is our comforter. So while we deal with situations that are difficult and all humanity deals with those, as followers of Christ, of those people of faith, we have a different way of receiving comfort through God's Spirit. He's our counselor. He gives us wisdom and guidance. He empowers us to do things that aren't naturally our response. When people respond in certain, certain ways, the natural way is to go back and get angry, to be defensive, to fight, to argue, to critique. But the Holy Spirit in us says, wait, wait, there's a different way. He empowers us to respond out of love and kindness, forgiveness, in a way that people go, that's, that's, that's not possible. How can you forgive? Yes, God empowers us to live in a way that is not natural. That's the supernatural presence of God in our lives to give us the courage and the strength to do the right thing. Galatians 5.25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. That's a supernatural way to live. Say, I'm going to allow the Spirit's leading to lead me in every part of my life. God, how would you want me to respond? God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? How do I handle this situation? Holy Spirit, God, guide me in this. That's living in a supernatural way, that presence of God in our lives. And so we look at this and we say, it's all about the supernatural. Faith gives us access to that. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And then we ask the question, well, then why does it sometimes seem like our lives are powerless? Why are followers of Christ tired and don't seem to be able to move in the Spirit of God? What do you think is behind that? Maybe ask the question, you know, yourself. How, why do you feel powerless? What, well, how do we not see God in, in these different ways? And, and we have to understand, how do we live in the supernatural, not the natural? Like, think about just this, this gathering this morning. Coming to church, being in church, watching online. But if you, come, if you come to church in the natural way, you show up, you park your car, you come inside, you say hi to some people. Oh, some people that are nice, they welcomed me, and I don't know some other people, and I just sit down. And I'm a church, nice, nice place. Worship begins. Oh, some music. I like keyboard and guitar and drums and some nice singing. Those are oh, good songs, encouraging songs, good stuff. And uh, there's some speaking, there's some guy, yeah, he's all right, whatever. I mean, he t teaches us some stuff, and uh, uh, some good, seems like some, some good truths. I like that, I don't take that, and all right, then go home. See you next week. Experience church in the natural. Yet, 
a person sitting right next to that person can experience the very same thing in a very supernatural way, in a very different way. You come to church. And as you arrive in church, you start greeting people, and you start realizing that, that I'm connected to these people. That, 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 that through faith, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. That these are people that we're in community with, I'm in relationship with, that, that I care about these people, they care about me. And I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna seek unity with them. We're on a mission together, we have a purpose together. There's a connection there. It's not just about getting some knowledge or content. There's relationship there. That's supernatural. It's called the body of Christ alive in this world. And then you come into worship and you hear the same music that someone heard before in the natural, but you're realizing, I am giving my worship to God. I'm expressing my praise to the creator of the universe and, I, and I'm experiencing God's presence as he reminds me that I'm not at the throne of my life, but that he's in, in charge and I'm, I'm convicted of certain things or I'm reminded of some things. God's spirit is moving in me through the worship. And when we hear the word of God spoken that says that there's great power in the word of God being proclaimed to transform, and, and there's something that's going on, maybe a sense of conviction about something in my life. Maybe it has to do with the very topic we're talking about. Maybe it has nothing to do with the, what's being spoken about, but God's word is, is moving in me. And it's convicting me, it's challenging me, it's encouraging me, it's healing me, it's doing something. And when I leave here, i got to decide what do I do with that. And when I do something with that, that begins to move me in the direction of God's supernatural life for me. Same experience in the natural or the supernatural. Our, our spiritual eyes begin to see and experience God in a new way that leads us in different directions. And so we see that when God is in us, we approach life in such a different capacity. But what's keeping us from experiencing the supernatural power and presence of God in our lives? What's keeping us? What's holding us back from that? We might have our different reasons. We all have different things that, that might get in the way. But if I were just to give two blanket statements that I know is true in my own life and I believe is true for all believers, two things, unbelief and sin. Unbelief and sin. And unbelief isn't just that you don't know Christ, but if somebody does not know Christ, does not have a relationship with, you know, with, with Jesus, has never surrendered their lives, of course there's an unbelief there that, is, that takes a step that says, I'm going to have faith to overcome any doubt, and I'm going to trust and, and surrender my life to Christ. That's a great step. That's the most important step in believing in who Jesus is and what he said and entering this life of faith. But unbelief can also happen after you've been a believer. Do you know what I'm talking about? After a while, you sort of maybe just kind of get into autopilot mode, or you begin to doubt, or you have times, and that's, that's not unnatural to have times of struggle and challenge. But it's oftentimes in those, those seasons, or if we start drifting, we start feeling like we're losing that connection with our, with our Heavenly Father, that we don't see the supernatural work of God in our lives anymore, and unbelief can, can go in that direction as well. And sin, I mean, who wants to start talking about sin at the beginning of a new year, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. But sin, sin is like clogging the arteries of our life with the Holy Spirit. That when the arteries are clogged, the, the power of God's Spirit is in us, but part of God's Spirit in us is to, is to continue to fill us in a new way. And when God can't fill us when we're filled with sin, when we choose not to follow, when we allow things to get in the way. And, you know, we've got the great faith chapter in Hebrews 11, talking about all the heroes of the faith and how they lived according to faith. And then in the very next chapter, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially what? The sin that so easily trips us up. 
and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Sin is what trips us up. Sin is what slows us down. Sin is what, what, what clogs up the spiritual arteries. And so when we think about a new year ahead, we want, we want more of God. We want God to do some great things in our life. But I wonder if we need to start and step back and say, God, here's an area in my life or areas of my life that I just know I am not honoring you in this way. Or I know this is not of you. And when those things are present in our lives, we don't experience God's Holy Spirit moving through us in the way that he desires. How do you deal with unbelief and sin? Confession. Welcome to confession. 1 John 1, 9, right? If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. It's that simple. God says, look, I, I want you to experience more. I'm not going to force it on you, but I'm calling you to say, come and confess. Open up the arteries so that God's Spirit and Holy Spirit can move in our lives. That's, that's access to the supernatural. And I wonder if you look at this year ahead and you have great goals and plans or you got desires for God to move, but maybe we begin in just saying, God, I confess, and God, I want more. And we just say, God, I want more. I want more of you in my life. I want to experience more in my family, in my spirit, in our church. God, what could happen if supernatural, we allow your Holy Spirit to have reign in our lives, in our church like never before? What could happen? All glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask, might ask or think. God is able to accomplish infinitely more in your life than you might ask or think. He's able to accomplish infinitely more in this church than we might ask or think. He is able. He is powerful. 2 Corinthians 2, 9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Do you desire that this year? Or are you just going to settle for the natural? 2020 part three. <laughs> we need God in a big way to move. And so today, this morning, I just ask you to join me in prayer. To surrender in a way that says, God, I, uh, here's my sin. Here's something that just continues to get in the way between me and you. Here's what I'm struggling with. Maybe it's something from the past that you're continuing to carry and it's just not allowing God's spirit to set you free to experience what he has for you. And even as a church, for us to join together in prayer and saying, God, we want more. It was great to see so many of you responding at the altar last week to come and pray. The altar is a place in our heart. And sometimes we physically want to bow and we kneel and we do that in a way of expressing that here in this, this place, whether it's up, coming to kneel up front or maybe you want to sit in the front chairs here and just have somebody pray with you or we have these prayer areas where we have the candles and, and, and people who would love to pray with you or maybe just on your own, but a place to say, God, we want you to work. That's the supernatural work of God to say, God, I need your spirit in my life to free me, to renew me. God, this year, I want 2020 to experience more of who you are. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, You give us so many great things and so many great things in this natural world and life that are part of your creation and your beauty. And we give you thanks. But God, as we begin this year together in January 2022, we long for more. God, I long for more for this church. I long for more in my life, in my family, in my leadership. God, that we would have a 
bigger impact in our community, that we would see lives changed. And Father, would you do a supernatural work among us? And Father, in so much as it begins with me and within each of us, we long for more of your presence and your power. And so God, we come, we confess, we confess our sin, we confess our unbelief, we confess our doubts, and God, we just surrender them to you and ask you to open our eyes of faith to see what we've never seen before and experience you in fresh and new ways. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.